0: Welcome to Zichud Hav Simad Avram of Ram Golder and today we are Masechus Psachim, Dav Kuf The 10th parak, Arvei Psachim, and the final Dav of the Masechta. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one. The Mishnah Dav Kuf Chaf Ambe stated, Ha-Pigol V'Anozum Etamin Asiyadayim Pigol, a carbon that became possible because the Kohen intended to eat it or burn it, say after the appropriate time. And no sir, meat of a carbon that was left over and not consumed within its appropriate time, a the hands. The Gemara states that either Rav Huna or Rav Chista said that the Rabbanan created this rule because of Chajdeh Kohuna, the suspected Kohanim. And the other said it was due to Atzli Kohuna, the lazy Kohanim. The Gemara has explained by Rashi says that the two Mamuraim did not disagree. One taught that pigels the hands to prevent unscrupulous Kohanim from intentionally making a carbon pigel so as to cause a loss to its owner. The Rabban therefore decreed Tumah on the hands to be Matriach the Kohen Ta'mursim, which would serve as a deterrent. The other one taught that no sar is the Matami the hands to prevent lazy Kohanim or Yisraelim from failing to eat the carbon on time. Point number two, the Mishnah records Malchok's about someone who is eating meat of the carbon Pesach and meat of a Chagigah, each of which requires its own bracha. The Rajbam, quoting Tosefta says that before eating the carbon Pesach, one says, Baruch atah Hashem, Asher Kedishanul Echoa Pesach, and before eating the Chagigah, he says, Rechol hazevach. Rabbi Shmuel says, Birach birach as Pesach, zevach, Birach Pesach. If one said the bracha with the carbon Pesach, he exempted himself from saying the bracha for the other carbon, the Chagiga. But if one said the bracha for the other carbon, meaning the Chagiga, he did not exempt himself from saying the bracha for the carbon Pesach. Rabbi Kiva says that neither bracha exempts a person from his obligation to say the other one. Rosh explains that the Torah requires that the blood of a karm Pesach be poured on the wall of the Mizbeach, and that the blood of the Chagiga be thrown on two corners of the Mizbeach from a distance. The Torah explains that both Tanaim agree, while Shvicha b'khala pouring, is not included in throwing. And the Malchokas revolves around the issue of whether zrika b'khala Shvicha, whether throwing, is included in pouring. According to Rabbi Shmuel, Throwing is included in pouring, so that the bracha of the Pesach exempts the bracha for the Chagiga. Rabbi Kiva holds that throwing is not included in the pouring, therefore requiring a separate bracha for the Pesach and Chagiga. And point number three, the Gemara brings an in incident that Rabbi Simuai attended the of Ben, where the people said it's obvious to them that the father makes the bracha al of Ben since he's the one doing the mitzvah of redeeming a son. They were in doubt, though, as to who recites the Shehechianu: the father or the kohen Does the kohen recite it to Kamate han-al-ide? as the physical benefit of this mitzvah, meaning the redemption money reaches his hands, or does the father recite it to avid mitzvah, because he's performing the mitzvah? Rabbi Simulite did not have the answer and asked in the base of Midrash, and was told, avi aben the father son recites both brachas. The Gemara concludes, v'hilches avi aben and the law is, is that the father of the son recites two brachas. So once again, the three points are number one. The mishnah daf kufchaf ambei stated, hapiko a carbon that became possible because the kohen intended to eat it or burn its amorim after the appropriate time, and Nosar, meat of a carbon that was left over and not consumed within its appropriate time, are of the hands. The Gemora states that either Rav Huna or V'chisa said that the Rabbanan created this rule because of Chajdei Kuhuna, the suspect of Kohanim, and the other said it was due to Atzrei Kuhuna, the lazy Kohanim. The Gemora explained by Rashi says that the two Amorim did not disagree. One taught the pigels Matami the hands, to prevent unscrupulous Kohanim from intentionally making a carbon pigel so as to cause a loss to its owner. The Rabban therefore decreed Tuma on the hands to be matriach the Kohen to immerse him, which would serve as a deterrent. The other one taught that Noser as metame the hands to prevent lazy Kohanim, or yisraelim from failing to eat the carbon on time. Point to the mission records a machukas Tanaim about someone who is eating meat of the carbon Pesach and meat of Chagiga, each of which requires its own bracha. The Rosh according to Sefer, says that before eating the carbon pesach, one says Baruch Atah Hashem, Hashem La Leachua HaPesach. and before eating the Chagigi, he says Leachua Zevach. Rabbi Shmuel says, Birach Birch is a pesach, patishal zevach. Birch is shal pesach. If one said the bracha of the carbon pesach, he exempted himself from saying the bracha for the other carbon, the, the chagiga. But if one said the bracha of the chagiga, he didn't exempt himself from saying the bracha for the carbon pesach. The Kiva says that neither brachah exempts a person from his obligation to save the other one. The Rosh explains that the Torah requires that the blood of the carbon Pesach be poured on the wall of the Mizbeach, and that the blood of the Chagiga be thrown on two corners of the Mizbeach from a distance. The Gemara explains that both Tanaim agree, Loshvicha bakal zrika." pouring is not included in throwing, and the Malchokas revolves around the issue of whether be called shvicha throwing, is included in pouring. According to Rav throwing is included in pouring. So the bracha for the pesach exempts the bracha for the chagiga. The Kiva holds that throwing is not included in the pouring, requiring a separate bracha for the pesach and the chagiga. And point number three, the Gemara brings an instant there would be some light opinion of ben, where the people said it's obvious to them that the father makes the bracha of alpidinah ben, since he's the one doing the mitzvah of redeeming his son. They were in doubt, though, as to who recites the shehachyanu, the father or the Kohen. Does the Kohen recite it to Kamate hanagid, as the physical benefit of the mitzvah, meaning the redemption money, reaches his hands? Or does the father recite the Kavid Mitzvah because he's performing the mitzvah? Rabbi Simlai did not have the answer and asked in the base midrash and was told Avia ben Mevargstein. The father and son recites both brachas. The Gemara concludes VeHilkhes Avia ben Mevargstein. and the luck is is that the father and son recites two brachas. Alright, so now we got our Simverduft Kufra Fov, and this one was suggested to us by a number of people. Lior Abs from Ushaline, Shimon Ziegler from South Fallsburg, New York, Jeremy Schein was from Woodmere, New York, and Danny Wolf from Denver. They all suggested Kufra as is cocoa, and Liorab Abs said specifically a cocoa bean, so we use a cocoa bean farmer. So here goes. The hardworking cocoa bean farmer, who was incensed when he saw a lazy cone leave over some kodish meat, while another one is as enemy's carbon, threw and poured hot coffee on them, that was being brewed for his sons, Pidina Ben. Once again in slow motion. The hard-working cocoa bean farmer, cocoa bean farmer, that must be one duff, Kufchaf Aleph. The hard-working cocoa bean farmer who was incensed when he saw a lazy cone leave over some kodesh meat, while another one was with enemy's carbon, which reminds the Mishnah on Khafam Chafam stated, a pigel pigel and that Dated a pikel vanos and nose from itam the hands. The Gemora states that either Rav Huna or Rav said the Rabbanan created this rule because of chashdei Guna, the suspected kohanim, and the other said it was due to atzli the lazy kohanim. The Gemora, has explained Rashi says that the two Amarim did not disagree. One taught that pikels Matami the hands to prevent unscrupulous kohanim from intentionally making a carbon pikel so as to cause a loss to its owner. The Rabban therefore decreed Tuma on the hands to be Matriach the Kohen to immerse them, which would serve as a deterrent. The other one taught that no sir is Matami the hands to prevent lazy Kohanim or Yisraelim from failing to eat the carbon on time. So the hard-working cocoa bean farmer, who was incensed when he saw a lazy Kohen leave over some Kodesh meat, while another one was befogled his enemy's carbon, threw and poured hot coffee on them. Which reminds us, the mission records a Malchok about someone who was eating meat of the Karim Pesach, Amit of Chagiga, each of which requires its own bracha. On the karim Pesach, the bracha that's recited is Re'echo HaPesach, and before the Chagiga, it's Re'echo HaZevach. Rabbi says, Birch, Birch of Pesach, Patas Shul Zevach. Birch of Shul Zevach, Patas Pesach. If one said the bracha for the Karim Pesach, he exempted himself from saying the bracha for the other karim, but if one said the bracha for the other carbon, the Chagigi he did not exempt himself saying the Barakah for the carbon Pesach, where B'kiva says that neither bracha exempts a person from his obligation to say the other one. The Rashbam explains that the Torah requires that the blood of a Karben Pesach be poured on the wall of the Mizbeach, and the blood of the chagiga be thrown on the two corners of the Mizbeach from a distance. The Gemara explains that both Tanaim agree that Lo shvicha zirika. pouring is not included in throwing, and the Malchokas revolves around the issue of whether Zerika called Shvicha, throwing is included in pouring. According to small throwing is included in pouring. So the bracha for the Pesach exempts the bracha for the Chagiga. Rabbi Kippur wants the throwing is not included in the pouring and therefore he requires a separate bracha for the Pesach and Chagiga. So the hardworking cocoa bean farmer who was incensed when he saw a lazy Cohen leave over some Kodesh meat while another one of Mafago's enemy's enemies, threw and poured hot coffee on them that was being brewed for his sons, Pinyin ben. Which reminds the Gamor brought the incident of Rabbi Simuliah who attended the Pinyin ben, where the people said it's obvious to them that the father makes a brach of all pidinah ben, since he's the one doing the mitzvah of redeeming his son. But they were in doubt as to who recites the Shekharianu, the father of the Kohn. Does the cone recite it as a physical benefit of this mitzvah, meaning the redemption money reaches his hands, or does the father recite it because he's the one who's doing the mitzvah? Rabbi did not have the answer and asked in the base midrash and was told, Avi Aben ben The father of the son recites. The Gemara concludes, V'hokas avi Aben ben and the alakha is, is that the father and the son recite two brachas. So once again, the hardworking cocoa bean farmer who was incensed when he saw a lazy cone leave over some Kodish meat, while another one is mafago, his enemy's carbon threw and poured hot coffee on them that was being brewed for his son's pinyan ben. All right, that concludes the three topics and the 700 alakha of of Sliqala, of Saki. to everyone for completing the fourth Masakta in this maqsar of Dafyomi, 120 but 360 topics, Organize in our mind, blot after blot, with the use of simanim. It's a great achievement. May we continue to grow Mechal Achal and Mbezocha to complete all of Shas together. Now it's time for a four-blot back Hazorah. So the simran is a Gabai with a lot of keys. So here goes. The Gabai, who uses many keys, Gabai using keys, that must be on Daf kufi Zion. The Gabbai, he uses many keys to guide the Kehila in the reciting of Hallel as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, which reminds us that Malchok is regarding the origins of Hallel that we see on the Yom Tovim. Rabbi Yossi said his son Elazar says that Moshe ben recited it when they ascended from the Yom Suf. but his colleagues disagree and say that David and Malchuk recited Hallel in response to his personal experiences. He said Allah's words are more logical than theirs because is it possible that during all the years from Yitzhak's time Yitzhak until David Melch's time, the Jewish people shechted their Pesachs and took their Lulavim and didn't recite Hallel? And also, is it logical that Mikha's idol is standing in Bechi and the Jewish people instituted reciting the Hallel? Rashi explains that Bechi is the place where the idol stood during David Melch's reign. So the Gabbai, who uses many keys to guide the Kehila in the reciting of Hallel as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, was distracted because he was rehearsing in his mind his why did the chicken cross the street joke? Which reminds us, Abras explains the distinction between two slightly different phrases that commonly introduce chapters of Tehillim. David mizmor, meaning for David, a song teaches that the Shekhinah rested on David and, Melch, and then he sang the song. Whereas mizmor l'david, meaning a song for David, teaches that David Melch said the song and then the Shekhinah rested on him. From here and another pasuk, the Gemara brings. We learn that the shechina only rests on a person we The dvar mitzvah, amidst the joy associated with the mitzvah. Rav the name of So it is for words of halacha. That is, in the teaching of Torah, joy is an important tool. And the Gemara way he illustrates this with Rabbi. He used to open up his shiurim with a milsadibeduchusa, a humorous thing, and the talmidim would laugh. But afterwards, he would sit in trepidation, upasuk and then begin his teachings. Rav Nachman said. And so it is for a good dream, meaning if one wishes to have pleasant dreams, you should go to sleep in a happy state of mind. So the Gabay, who used as many keys to God the Kehillah in the reciting of Hallel, as they reenacted the crossing of the Yom Suv, was distracted because he was rehearsing in his mind his why did the chicken cross the street joke that he was going to give to begin his shear on the bracha of Avos? Which reminds us that the Gemara cites the source of the bracha of Avos. Rabbi Shimon ben said, the Torah states, Hashem said to Avram, I'll make you a great nation. This is the puzzle that teaches that we say the God of Avram in the first bracha of the Shemona Esrei. And I'll bless you Is the source for saying the God of Yitzchak, and I'll make your name great. This is the source for saying Elkei Yaakov, the God of Yaakov. Yaakov Yehu Chosmin It could be thought that we conclude the bracha. With the mention of all of them, Talmud Lomor V'Yeh Bracha. The Torah therefore teaches, and you, referring to Avram, shall be a brach which implies Becha Bein Chosmin We conclude the bracha with you, and we do not conclude it with all three of them. Taf Kuf so the symbol for Kuf is Kichol. So here goes. A great halo was recited as 26 mega-sized kichels. Mega-sized kichels? That must mean Kuf Kuvyad Ches. A great halo was recited as 26 mega-sized kichels descended from the heights of the universe. Which reminds us it was taught in a Bryson. Revi Gomerzah but Vaomer ha hagado over the fourth cup. One completes the halal and recites the great halal. These are the words of be Tarfon. There are those that say he recites Hashem Ruli really Lo lexar. He recites Psalm 23, Hashem is my shepherd, I shall not lack. The Gemara asks, Why is it called Halal Gadom Rav Yochanan said? Because this Psalm relates to the Kushbar who dwells in the heights of the universe and distributes food to every creature. As it says, "Nos lechem V'chol Basar. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, What do the 26 reasons to give thanks and Hodu respond to? They correspond to the 26 generations of humanity that Akushbarah created in his world, and he didn't give them the Torah, Vazan Osen and he nonetheless sustained them through his kindness. So a great hollow was recited as 26. A mega-sized kichels descended from the heights of the universe upon people being redeemed as they crossed through the sea, which reminds us, the more brings a number of statements based on sukhum about the difficulty that providing food for people involves. A man's food is twice as that which is endured by a woman in childbirth, it's more difficult than the go'ula, and more difficult than kriyas yamsuf. So a great hallow is recited as 26 mega-sized kichels descended from the heights of the universe upon people being redeemed as they crossed through a sea, as well upon schools of fish who enjoyed this tasty reward. Which reminds us, Rabinasan said that Shem Olam Dugging Amaru, and the truth of Hashem is eternal, was said by the fish in the sea. And this is based on Rabbi Barmari, who said that when the Jews emerged from the Yamsuf, after it split for them, they rebelled by saying, Just as we were emerging from this side, so are the mitzreem emerging from the other side, whereupon Hashem commanded the sea to spit out the Egyptian corpses. The sea complained, Rabonosholam the Master of the universe, is there a slave whose master gives him a gift and then takes it back from him? The Rishbam explains that the corpses were a gift to the sea because the fish would eat them. Hashem assured the sea that he would give it back one and a half times their amount and the Kishon Brook would be his guarantor. The sea then spit out the Egyptian corpses, as the Pesach states, Yisrael mitzvai, And Yisrael saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When the debt was repaid through the Kishon Brook, swallowing the 900 chariots under Sisera's command, the fish proclaimed, Hashem Olam, And the truth of Hashem is eternal. Duff Kufiutess is a kite, a kite, so here goes. At the annual Kite Festival, Kite Festival, that must be our Duff Kufiutess. At the annual Kite Festival, colorful kites of all shapes and sizes carried treasure chests of gold and silver away from a foreign land. Which reminds us, Rabbi Judah said in the name of Shmuel, Kol kesef Yosef leaked the Mitzrayim. Yosef gathered all the silver and gold in the world and brought it to Mitzrayim, and when Menesrael went up from Mitzrayim, they took all the money from them, as it stated, Be it's Mitzrayim. And they emptied Mitzrayim. The money remained in Eretz Israel until the reign of King Rochavim. Thereafter, it was repeatedly taken from the Jewish people by the other nations and then recaptured by them until it was taken in succession by the Chaldeans, the Persians, the Greeks, and the Romans, and it still remains in Rome. So at the annual kite festival, colorful kites of all shapes and sizes carry treasure chests of gold and silver away from a foreign land. High above the men sitting at a royal feast where the king lifted the kosher bracha, which reminds us that we learn from V'yigdol HaYelod V'yigamal, and the child Yitzchak grew and was weaned, and Abram made a great feast on the day Yitzchak was weaned, that asir That in the future, Kosh will make a great feast for the tzaddikim on the day that he bestows his kindness upon the progeny of Yitzhak, At that time, after they eat drink, They'll then offer the kosher bracha to Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, and Yeshua to recite Berachas Mazon, and each one will say that they cannot recite the bracha for different disqualifying reasons. It will then be offered to David Melch who will say I shall recite Berachas and it's fitting for me. To recite it, as it says in the Pusset, Kos Yeshua's Esso B'shemah Shemachro, I shall raise the cup of salvation, and the name of Hashem I will invoke. The Marshal explains that since David built Yushalim and his son Shlomo built the base of Migdash, he was qualified to thank the Kosh Baruch for the major themes of Birchus and Mazon, such as Bris the Torah, Eretz Yisrael, Yushalim, and the base of Migdash. So at the annual kite festival, colorful kites of all shapes and sizes carried treasure chests of gold and silver away from a foreign land. High above the men sitting at a royal feast, where the king lifted the Kosho Bracha, and reminded the chef not to bring out the Viennese dessert table, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Pesach We may not conclude the Seder meal after eating the Pesach offering with Aphikomen. Rav said this means, ha-bura, ha-bura. that after eating the Pesach, people should not uproot themselves from their group to go join another group. The Rosh Ram explains that according to Rav, the word Aphikomen is a contraction of the words, take out. You're eating utensils from here, so we can go and eat somewhere else. Since according to Rev Yehuda, the Pesach cannot be eaten in two places, the Rabban prevented the eating of any food in another place, lest someone take along some of the Pesach meat and eat it in the second place as well. According to Rav, if one remains in his original place, he may eat other foods as well. Shmuel says it means that after the Pesach, one should not eat desserts, which were called afikoman, a contraction of Afikumine bring out a variety of sweets. The Rosh explains that since Qadshim should be eaten in the manner of kings who do not eat ravenously, the Pesach should be eaten late in the meal when one is no longer hungry. Eating after the Pesach would suggest that one is still hungry. Tosu say the reason is that the taste of the mitzvah should remain in our mouths. Daf Kufchaf, the simon is a cook. So here goes. The cook, cook, that must mean we're Daf the cook at the economy Pesach Hotel, who refused to serve Mara because it's only a D-Rabbanan, which reminds us, Rav says Matzah, Zed, raisa um, and nowadays is still a Mitzah, the raisa but Mara nowadays is a Mitzah, the rabbanan And the explains that Mara is not the raisa because the Torah requires the carbon Pesach to be eaten on Matzah's Morarim, with Matzah and bitter herbs, which we learn from this. Basman, Pesach, Yesh mara, leka Pesach, leka that when there's a carbon pesach, there's a mitzvah to rise to eat maror, and when there's no carbon pesach, there's no mitzvah to rise to eat maror. Regarding matzah, on the other hand, a second Pesach states, "Be'er of toku matzos in the evening that follows the 14th of Nisan, you shall eat matzos." Rav Achim or disagrees and says the matzah and Maror are both the rabbanah nowadays. And the Pesach "Be'er of tochu matzos in the evening, you shall eat matzos" is coming to teach that someone who is Tamir or Bader rechoka or on a distant road who cannot partake of the pesach still is a chiyav to rise to matzah. So the cook at the economy Pesach hotel who refused to serve Maror because it's only the rabbanim and matzah for the last six days of Pesach because it's only optional, which reminds us the brisa that supports Rabbis states for six days you shall eat matzah and on the seventh day it shall be a gathering for Hashem your God. From here we may infer mashvi reshus of sheishes yamim rishuz. Just as the 7th day is optional, meaning there is no requirement to eat matzah on the 7th day, so too are the 6th days optional. The price explains how this inference was made. So the cook at the economy Pesach Hotel, who refused to serve more because it's only a the Ramanin, and matzah for the last 6 days of Pesach because it's only optional, really infuriated the guests when he told them they must finish eating by chatzos. which reminds us that the Mishnah states have Pesach akhir chatzos mitameh the carbon Pesach makes the hands Tommy after Chatzos. The Quran explains that at that point it becomes Noser because it may no longer be eaten, and Noser is matami once hands mid the rabban. Rav Yosef says that this mission is only consistent with the view of Rav and ben as it was taught in Abraisa that the Pasuk states, belayla zeh, and they shall eat the meat on this night. Rav says that it says, on this night, belayla and it says, regarding Bechoros, mitzrayim belayla and I will pass through the land of Mitzrayim on this night. So just as Macha's Bechoros refers to night up until midnight, so to here, by the eating of the Pesach, the prescribed time is up until midnight. Ravikiva said to him, but is it not say that you shall eat the Pesach bechipazon, in haste, which implies that you shall eat the Pesach ad shas chipazon, up until the hour of haste, meaning until daybreak, when you will hasten to leave Mitzrayim. The Pesach is coming to teach that one must have thought that the Pesach could be eaten during the day, just like other kudshim The Pesach comes to teach that one must it's eaten at night, but it's not eaten by day. So we see from here that B'lazim and Azariah holds that's innocent of the rice that they eat the Pesach after Chatzos. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus. Three bonus questions from Masechus Barak Shabbos In Erevan, number one. Which stuff you learn that Ravot holds Marabaz Manhazet is the Rabbanan, and Ravach Bar Yaakov holds the Matzah is two. That's on Daf Kufchaf. Good, number two. Which difficulty when the providing sustenance for someone is harder than a woman childbirth bring the redemption and creates yamsav? That's on daf. Kuf yotches. Good number three. Which difficulty when the question of the bracha on the pesach exempts the bracha on the chagiga is based on the maro because zricha is bechol shvicha. That's on daf. Kuf chafav. Good number four. Which stuff the marco is rabbin shmuel regarding the meaning of a fikomen? That's on daf. Kuf yotes. Good, number five. Wish of the one, may swallow matzah whole, but may not swallow maruh whole because he needs to taste the bitterness. That's on Duff. Kuf Vav. Good, number six. Wish of the one, the Davenimach will take the kosher bracha, the suda, that the kosher bracha will make for the tzaddikimurasi lavo. That's on Duff. Good, number seven. Wish of the one, that the aviyah ben makes both brachas of the pinion ben of all pinion ben and the shachiyanu. That's on Kufchavav, good number eight. Which of the learned that eating matz on the final six days of Pesach is only a reshus? That's on daf. good number nine. Which of the learned that Yosef had amassed all the world's wealth in rhyme, and Ben Israel took it with them when they left? That's on daf. good number ten. Which of the learned that Pigo is the dine because of chashdei and Nosri is telling the dime because of atzli That's on daf. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do we discuss? Who is Greater Bally Tshuva, or Tzaddik and Gamorim? That's on Duff. Lama Dallad and Barakos. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we learn that we follow the opinion of Base Hillel? That's on Duff. Vav and Erevan. Good. And number three. Which stuff do we learn that Harsini has five different names? That's on Duff. Paytas and Shabbos. Excellent. All right. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Vram Gold and Mashiach. Great day and great learning.